Welcome to Famous with Kate and Liz. We are back with our final installment of our reality star series. Does that, do those words make sense? <laughs> yeah, famous reality stars, love them or hate them. They're here to stay, I think. <laughs> I mean, I think so. And I, do you watch any reality TV shows? I meant to ask you this, um, like, before. I, I've gotten away from it as I've gotten older. I, I am watching the Kardashian, the new Kardashians. Um, I stopped watching the original Kardashians after, like, the Chloe and Lamar um, mm-hmm. downfall because it was just way too sad. Uh, but I am watching the new ones. What else do I watch? I mean, yeah. <laughs> My husband like reality TV than me, sadly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he loves like the dating reality shows. He Love loves, it. Yeah. Um, oh well, and yes, I mean, I I am now trying to get back into slowly the housewives by just watching the reunions. So. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, but which like if you have Instagram and you follow any of like any pop culture accounts like you at least are aware of like the main goings on of these major reality shows um yeah yeah, I watch like (laughs) what (laughs) yes (laughs) I watch Top Chef right okay that's one of my faves Uh uh-huh I watched The Bachelor which like I mean I watch probably like I didn't watch like probably three maybe like three seasons during like COVID um, because they were like in just one place and it was just like sad. <laughs> um, but I started watching Bachelor again. I just love The Bachelor in Paradise. So I'm like, I got to keep up with like who these people are that go to Bachelor in Paradise because you have to watch like the main seasons if you want to know who the people are. Right. Um, I watch Love is Blind. <laughs> I watch a lot of reality TV. I love like um, Project Runway. Yes. I mean, I think I just stopped watching Project Runway when I got rid of cable because at that time it was like only on, you know, there weren't like streaming services or whatever yet. So that's a good one to get back into. Um, Next in Fashion is good. That's on Mm -hmm. Netflix right now, a new season. Um, Yeah, but just kind of like, you know, more mindless type. um, But also, you know, kind of informative. I don't know. <laughs> I do love, like I get some ideas from watching Top Chef. I'm not gonna lie, or like Master Chef, any of those those shows. I'm like, mm, that looks. My cool. husband watches the Next Level Chef. I think the ones with the levels, the yep. Ramsey. I've seen a couple yep. of those. He watches Lego Masters. Um, <laughs> yes. He loves competition ones. He uh, also watches like the Real World Road Rules challenges, um, which apparently is like international now. Oh my God. I can't, I haven't watched those literally since like high school. So I would not even know what is going on. Yeah. He loves all that kind of stuff. So, and love is blind. Like you said. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We, we text about love is blind. It's so funny. Oh my God. He's like the only other person I know that watches love is blind. (laughs) But yeah, I don't watch any housewives and nothing like, so last week you covered Bethany Frankel. And then the week before, we did Anna Nicole in our duet episode. So if you didn't listen to those, go back and listen. It's just like a nice nostalgic walk down memory lane, I think. Which actually, like, looking into all this, 
reflecting on the history of reality TV, because that's what I'm here to do. I was like thinking of like all the, like the simple life. Um, I, I was just like thinking the, with Jessica Simpson and um, Nick Lachey, newlyweds. Newlyweds. Oh my like, God. Some of these or like making the band, like yes. some things from back in the day. Like, it's just crazy. I'm glad you're doing a history because like, I feel like it's just been around for so long, but in our lifetimes and in many people's lifetimes, there wasn't reality TV and it was like a new thing. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's crazy how much it is. And, and I think like Kardashians are not doing that well. Uh, like I watched their first season that they've had on Hulu, but I didn't watch any of the second season because it was just so highly produced, like just they're deciding what they're showing us. Whereas like in the beginning, it was like, they're like, yeah, let the cameras come in. And like, of course they would set up scenes and stuff, but like they kind of had to make the drama. And now it's like, they hide all the dirty you know, any raw things that are going on in their family, which, you know, I don't blame them because I wouldn't want all everything in my life aired on television, but it's like, that's why you are like a billionaire right now. So like, also, you know, to air the uncomfortable stuff, you know, that you don't want people to see. I think like, yes, I agree. This new one's like, really highly produced and I wouldn't even call it reality. I just say it's like unscripted, you know, because it's very mm-hmm. obvious that they stage the situations and what they're doing. And you know, almost like we were saying with Anna Nicole, like there was something that was like an activity or a theme or whatever that she was doing every episode set up by producers, you know, it just like wasn't her in her daily life. But yeah. Yeah. And and I think like besides the kind of um like competition and dating reality shows, I think shows like Kardashians are becoming, and like the housewives, it's like, you know, besides all this drama that's happened on Vanderpump rules, like no, everyone was kind of like, ugh, so over it. And it's like, the new thing is just like TikTok. Like, you know, this new generation is like quick bits. Like they don't even want to sit down and watch a whole show anyway. I do have to say about the Vanderpump drama, um, for those of you who have been following it, like it's been interesting from a media landscape perspective because it is now breaking into the actual news cycle. It was covered by the New York Times and a trending topic on CNN. (laughs) I mean, that's it was everywhere. And now everybody's just sick of it. They're like, whatever. (laughs) Like, I don't even care. Is this news like this is just because people so because the internet has the power of so many people caring now like that's what makes something relevant and so now and and we only care for like a few days and then it's okay what's the next like that's everybody was saying like oh my god um Haley Bieber must be like so happy that her whole drama with Selena Gomez is like now out of the news cycle because that's all everybody was talking about for a few days and then this story broke and oh everybody like forgets about it's on to the next like it's just such a quick turnaround it's it's just crazy um you know how quickly these things play out but um I do want to mention if you have any suggestions for us for a future series please dm us on instagram at famous kate and liz kate with c 
or email us same as kate and liz at gmail.com question mark i think there's no question mark in the in the um email but <laughs> let us know what you want us to deep dive into because i'm telling you as i was going into these rabbit holes of reality television i was like what was really technically the first reality show because uh-huh. i was thinking like oh it was like real world right i couldn't think uh-huh. of and then i was like oh wait what about like cops like Ooh, is that yeah considered ah. yeah so that i was thinking of like all these different shows that i'm like wait is this considered reality or because that seems like reality yeah so i wanted to like figure out where reality television started and i believe television uh like in general started like in the 40s is that correct like just like everybody had a tv oh that true? I, don't think, I think you had a tv if you were rich back then <laughs> but oh but yeah. okay yeah i, think I know like, i'm like we should do uh, that because like, I remember this because my husband's favorite movie is Back to the Future. <laughs> and when yeah. Marty McFly goes to like back in the in time, uh, he says something about like having two TVs and they're like, you have two TVs, like his family. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Because you usually just have like one in the living room. That was right. it. And that's the 50s. And so um, it was like, you know, only black and white, too. Of course. Oh, okay. So quick Google search. It says home television ownership, a rarity during the 40s, exploded in the post-war boom years of the 1950s. So I guess the 1950s into the 1960s were just like major, like, okay, we're sitting all sitting down to watch, you know, the two or three television shows that, yeah, you know, I mean, now and- it's like. I can't even imagine being alive then and being alive now. Like, what? And TV would stop, like, every night after, like, 10 o'clock, there was nothing. And I believe they would end it with, like, um, God Bless America or something like that. Like, and then it was just, like, TV was over. You know, like, now. I was just taking a sip of wine. I almost just spit out that wine everywhere. (laughs) They played some kind of patriotic thing. I can't remember what the flag. And, um... Yeah, and so now, like, you can turn on TV at any time, right? And any oh hour day, and there's something on. I mean, thank you, Ted Turner. I don't know. Half like, the time I turn off the TV because there's two. I mean, yeah. how many times have you been with your husband on the couch? Like, all right, what are we going to watch tonight? And it's just like, there's too many options. There's too many freaking options. It's insane. It's insanity. Okay, so do you have any guesses as to what was considered the first reality TV show? (sighs) This is hard. I I feel like (laughs) Cops is, like, a really good one. I'm trying to think, like, maybe it wasn't even, like, an American show. Maybe it was, like, another show. I, I don't know. Like, in my mind, when I think of, like, what might be considered reality, like officially I don't know for if like some people are debating cops maybe it was survivor but like I don't know I have no idea <laughs> okay well I am gonna bring you back because you're basically joining my history class right now history 
The History of Reality Television. A history class. 101. TV in college. I would have been there. Front row. Yes. Oh, my God. Same. I mean, we took the same class. I'm like, what classes are you taking? Okay. I'll take the same class. Oh, my God. You're like, stop. Stop taking the same class as me. Um, Okay. Basically, everything in my class is from Wikipedia. So... Thank you, as always, Wikipedia. If you haven't already, go just give them like five bucks. They just do so much great work. I mean, when you have anything you want to look into, it's like Google it and go to the Wikipedia page. It's like a no-brainer. So, okay. So this is kind of where it all began. So before the genre of reality TV was even a thing, Television formats portraying ordinary people in unscripted situations are almost as old as the television medium itself. So Hmm. there's this guy, um, he's a producer and a host. His name is Alan Funt, and he's the guy from Candid Camera, which is like a famous old-timey show. And this is, so if you don't know, it's a show where like unsuspecting people were confronted with funny, unusual situations and filmed with hidden cameras. And this was first aired in 1948. No. What? Yes. Yes. The year my mom and dad were born. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Yes. Can the camera is that old? Yes. I would have sworn like, oh, Candid Camera, gun to my head, 1969. Oh, I would have said, like, 80s. Oh, my God. Yeah, 48, 1948. So, in the 21st century, the series is often considered a prototype of reality television programming. Um, Because, you know, it's real people in real situations, um, you know, getting Mm -hmm. their real reactions. So, but, of course, at the time, like, there wasn't a thing as reality television so that is reality television is a genre of television programming that documents purportedly unscripted real life situations often starring unfamiliar people rather than like actual actors which now more and more we're seeing like celebrities on reality shows Um, but reality television emerged as a distinct genre in the early 1990s with shows such as the real world, which is what I, I thought was, hmm. you know, the first reality show, um, then are, um, then achieved prominence in the early 2000s with the success of the series Survivor, right. um, Idols and mainstream, right? Because it was like real world was on MTV. You had up cable, but like Survivor was on a network. So anyone. Yes. Like watch. Yep. Yep. Um, big and big brother and a lot of shows like from this Wikipedia referenced were from like British television. So I didn't include like many of those. I'll have a couple examples of those that I get into, but, um, man, they are big on their reality TV, which, oh, another show I watch is Love Island. Only the British version of the show, um, Love Island UK, I think they call it, but, um, great they are like serious about their reality tv yeah that's what i was thinking it might have been like a different country like i feel like yeah that was a good call 
they're into it like really I mean just look at their paparazzi and stuff you know like that is like yeah no it does it really does make sense and my god when I was going through something I'm like never heard of this show never heard though they were like oh this popular U.S. show that like was stolen from the UK version that started like 10 years earlier or something. So like all of our reality shows basically are just like ripoffs of a British show. Mm -hmm. So just know that, just know that. Um, So reality television shows tend to be interspersed with quote confessionals, short interview segments in which cast members reflect on or provide context for the events being depicted on screen. And this is most commonly seen in American reality television. Competition-based reality shows typically feature gradual elimination of participants, either by a panel of judges, by the viewership of the show, or by the contestants themselves. So, you know, we're getting into now, like, so many competition-based reality shows. And then those are broken down into sub-genres. And I'm going to kind of go into, like, how deep this is and you're gonna be like oh my god yeah I didn't even think of like yeah that's a reality show that's a reality show that's real yeah, like it's, it's just it's nuts it's like almost like reality is like osmosis I feel like these days like it's just everywhere right like yeah. and we almost don't even like differentiate anymore yeah well there's there's um I don't have this in my notes but some of the this wikipedia was about how like some people think news like nightly news could be considered reality television <laughs> because like actually that is like really what's happening in yeah. our world yeah um so it's like where where do we draw the line of what you know category does there each... goes our journalism degrees <laughs> i know All we that... have a degree in reality <laughs> oh my god um so there's documentaries television news Sports television, talk shows, and traditional game shows are generally not classified as reality television. So, so traditional game shows like Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, um, you know, different. Yeah. Or talk shows like The View. Mm-hmm. Dateline, like I said. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Dateline. That's right. Those are not classified as reality television. Some genres of television programming that predate the reality television boom have been retroactively classified as reality television, including hidden camera shows like Candid Camera, talent search shows like Star Search, um, documentary series about ordinary people, high concept game shows, home improvement shows, and court shows featuring real life cases and issues. Oh, yeah. So, shows. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That's, I, a, that. I mean, HGTV, <laughs> there's a whole channel yeah. Yeah. with just that. That's crazy. I mean, most um, many channels today that are only reality. Bravo's pretty much only reality, except yeah. for when they show like a movie, you know, or every now and then. Like, it is crazy how many like shows there are that are are networks that are just reality. I know it is. It's really crazy. Um, so reality television has faced, of course, significant criticism since its rise in popularity. Critics argue that reality television shows do not accurately reflect reality, duh, in ways both implicit, which would be like participants being placed in artificial situations, and deceptive, which would be misleading 
uh, misleading editing, participants being coached on behavior, storylines generated ahead of time, scenes being staged, yada, yada, yada. I mean, <laughs> Kardashians, you know, like I, I think every, you think of the Hills, Laguna Beach, I mean, all, all these shows, people have criticized, like, this isn't real. This isn't reality. Like they're setting these things up. So who who's to say like what actually is real? Are these emotions real? Sure, they definitely could be. Like, but are are there like on The Bachelor, for example? You know, there there's been many people that were on the show who've been like, oh yeah, like a producer was kind of like in my ear telling me to do this, or like they'll say they have to keep this specific person on the show because they're so dramatic and they create so much drama that like, they're not going to have the lead kick this person off, but we know they're not going to end up with this person, but they create so much drama for the show. And that's why we're watching. So like, keep this person on, like, that's obviously manipulating the thing, but it's like, so should we take this seriously? Should we not? Like, and there's, I don't know. It's so blurred. To counter that, like, there are things on, like, the housewives that have led to actual federal charges against people, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Like, that is real. And then, like, there are those hot mic moments, too, that they catch where people are, like, forget they're mic'd up, you know? And Mm -hmm. so... Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, sometimes... Uh, I think a little bit of both. Like, it's definitely producers manipulating things for ratings or viewers or whatever, but it's also people like slipping up too. (laughs) Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Well, it says here, other criticisms of reality television shows include that they are intended to humiliate or exploit participants, that they make stars out of untalented people, unworthy of fame, infamous figures, or both, and that they glamorize vulgarity. So kind of like the Anna Nicole show. I mean, at a certain point during that like era of TV, it was like, let's put this person on because like we're going to give them some money and they're going to let us like shoot anything and then like we can all just sit back and laugh at them like I mean how horrible I know how horrible was that you also have to like audition for like bachelor and real world and like the you know so like some people want it you know I always was like with I get it like the and Nicole that is horrible taking advantage of like, you know, pinpointing a person just to make fun of them and, and take advantage of them. But then a lot of times I'm like with housewives and whatnot, I'm like, whatever, this is what you signed up for. You know? <laughs> like, yes. I mean, I mean, at this point, you know what you're getting into, but I think of like people like, um, remember William Hung on American Idol? Oh yeah. And like, we were all just like laughing at him, but then he like actually became like a star, but like really not. Cause we were all just like, what is this guy but it's like what are we doing like just laughing at people like I don't know I don't know I don't like to laugh at people that like are not in on the joke you know especially working with like that's a special ed department right if they're in on the joke it's one thing if not then that's like a completely different situation and like manipulative yes totally totally so currently there are a ton of reality TV subgenres, but since 2014, the Primetime Emmy Awards have used their own classification um, with separate awards for unstructured reality, structured reality, and reality competition. So they break it into those three categories, okay. but under each category, 
there's like subgenres. So I'm just going to like quickly get into how each is broken down. So the unstructured reality is also referred to as documentary style, which sometimes refer, which is sometimes referred to as like fly on the wall mm-hmm. type. Like you're just kind of there. The camera's there. Everything's going on. Um, and of course, within this genre, there are, like I said, several subcategories. Um, and it's implied that the events would still be taking place even if the cameras were not there. Hence the mm. fly on the wall, on the wall thing. So they're soap opera style. So think Laguna Beach, um, which was basically made to mimic the primetime soap opera. The OC, ever hear of it? I mean, one of the best shows ever. Yep. I mean, I vividly remember being in college and when that would come on, like just everybody singing, you could hear it down the hallways, California. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, oh my God, this is like such a phenomenon. Let's like, let's go to the real OC and like follow around the real kids of the OC. Same with OC. Which was genius. That was the first one, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. I, I also think it, stemmed from the OC. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. The Housewives franchise mm-hmm. fit into this soap opera style, at least originally. Um, the Newlyweds show with, um, I almost said Nick and Vanessa, Nick and Jessica, um, the Kardashians, you know, these are all, which now I think is just way more just so overly produced. But so that's soap opera style. Then we have subcultures which is a documentary style show shedding light on rarely seen subcultures and lifestyles such as like ethnic or uh, religious minorities people with physical and or emotional challenges and shows focusing Mm -hmm. what's yeah 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 on shows focusing on wealth or lack thereof so these shows would include like little people big world sister wives my super sweet 16 honey boo boo Mm-hmm. So this was Teen also kind mom. of the era, yes, Teen Mom, kind of like, you know, watch these shows and you'll feel better about yourself. About yourself. Exactly. Is, yeah, exactly. yeah. Which is like why I just don't feel good about these shows. Like, I don't know. It just makes me feel like, ugh. Um, then there's um, professional activities. So these are professionals going about their day. One example is Cops, which I mentioned earlier, and that is the longest running reality show of any genre wow yes which some people debate that yep some people debate that this old house is the oldest because that is technically like a home renovation Mm -hmm. show where they go to different homes and that started like in the 70s yeah oh yeah I remember like my parents watching that when I was a kid Yeah, like on PBS. Yeah, totally. So, yes. um, PBS really was a big player in reality, whether like Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. Come on. Like, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. I have Antiques Roadshow in here. Yeah. I know. I know. It's crazy. So, um, yeah. So, Cops started in 1989. So, that is like technically, I guess, the longest running reality show. Um, other shows would be Dog the Bounty Hunter, The First 48, American Chopper, Deadliest Catch, Million Dollar Listing. So people who are like supposedly just like at work mm-hmm. doing what they do. Um, and then there's Matchmaker. Speaking of, of <laughs> oh, yes, yes, Million Dollar Matchmaker. 
Um, financial transactions and appraisals is another subgenre. So that would include Antiques Roadshow, Pawn Stars, American Pickers, you know, those type mm-hmm. of shows where they're like appraising something. I love a good show stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally, totally. So those are all under the unstructured reality. So more of the like documentary style, you're just kind of like following along on the, these people's like journeys. Um, Then there is structured reality. So these are shows that it's implied that the events shown would not be taking place, even if the cameras were not there. So like specifically set up, special situations kind of like situational reality I guess is another way to to look at it so these are broken into special living environments so this is like where real world comes in um you know it's like cast members who in most cases did not know each other beforehand so they're kind of like forced to live in a staged environment big brother the simple life Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's totally like they are creating and you are it living forced to live in this bubble of this parameter. Seven strange uh, true story. Did I get that right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my God. I got to watch an old real world. Those were the days. I mean, I used to watch those <laughs> like when they were coming out brand new. Yeah, no, I, oh, I no. came to those later in life because I did not have cable growing up, which now I think I should probably thank my parents for. But <laughs> I know you're I was thinking you're so lucky. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I watched them like later in life or I would go to friends houses and like watch. MTV. Uh, um, yes, mm-hmm. that's hilarious. Um, and then there's court shows, which are like Judge Judy, ah, Judge Mathis, oh, Judge God, Joe Brown. Genres. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Court shows. I know. Oh my God. My dad loved a court show. Oh my God. I hated them. Um, and then there were there are investments, which would be like Shark Tank. Uh-huh. So people trying to like woo somehow get an investment on whatever they're trying to do, like getting money from these people. Actually, um so I do watch, which you just remind me of, is Bar Rescue, and that would be oh that genre. So yeah, well, I have that's on business improvement. That's in the business improvement oh, okay. section. Okay, it's got its own. So very similar. These, see, this is where it's confusing because a lot of these overlap and could go in multiple different subgenres. Um, so we have outdoor survival, and that's placing people in um, odd and cha- challenging natural settings which would be like Man vs. Wild, Naked and Afraid, Alone, which that's another show I like, is Alone, where they just drop you literally alone and so you can like make it the longest like in Alaska. (laughs) It's great. And they have like nothing. They have like one bag with like, you can't bring like anything to hunt with. I think you can bring like a knife or like an ax, you know, to like make a shelter. Um, But that show is crazy. Me. I'm like that'd be like watching Castaway, like every- <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it is, <laughs> it really is, and and most of the people like they don't leave because they're like some people have to leave because they're malnourished, like they have people come in every week to like you know do physical checks on the people because some of these people like if they can't get food they'll starve to death, yeah. So like I mean some of these people are skin and bones, but some people do pretty well, but they have to 
they cannot be alone for that long, which like, uh, I, I hate being alone. <laughs> like every once in a while, like since having kids, I'm like, okay, I can do like alone time. But if it's like too long, I'm like, I can't. Cause I grew up like in a loud house, like people always around. Right. It's like hard for me to be alone. So that does sound like torture. I mean, you have to really be like mentally prepared. Yeah, no, that's so true. Like it's probably more of like a mental thing than anything else, you know? Yeah. That's what a lot of people say. Like a lot of people who win are like it, like I could probably survive out here forever if they're like able to be successful in hunting, but they're like, I wouldn't want to because I don't want to be alone. Like I can't handle being alone this long. Like it's crazy. Um, Okay. So then there's self-improvement or makeover shows. So this can be like a different person or group per episode or a person or group covered over an entire season. So like think biggest loser would be like you have one group of people over a whole season Mm -hmm. um, who are trying to like, you know, lose weight, which like that show is so bad. Um, Or the swan. Do you remember the swan? Oh, my God. The swan. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. I mean, they would be like, here's a picture of this, like your face. And these are all the things that remember, they'd have like a plastic surgeon, like you need this and this and this and this. Whole show oh was my God. Ocean. Like, yeah. And, and I mean, it was like just one of those really problematic, like late nineties, early 2000 things. Oh my God. That show. It's like, I, would love I wonder why everybody's getting a Brazilian butt lift, like and getting lip injections. Cause we're all looking in the mirror, like what's wrong with me? I need to, and they all looked the same. They all had the big fake veneers, the bleach blonde hair, the big new boobs, like liposuction. It was like a Barbie factory. I would love a swan. Where are they now? And like, see how they look today, you know? (laughs) Okay. Wait, that's like, that is going to be on Netflix, like in two months. (laughs) I already know. Every time we like have an idea or anything, it's like, all of a sudden that's like the new thing that's genius right like did it hold up because like plastic surgery is really a temporary improvement if you don't maintain Uh yourself it's not gonna hold up (laughs) yeah yeah we're not all Kris Jenner like come on um okay so then so then something that would be like a different person each episode would be like queer eye what not to wear wear hoarders I think intervention fits here too like you know, improvement. Um, extreme home makeover. That was like, had such a chokehold on our society for so long. Oh my God. You're so like, literally my next subgenre is renovation shows. So trading spaces, property brothers, extreme makeover, home edition, pimp my ride. Overlap too, because it's different people every time too. Yep. Yep. So I, yeah, I think self-improvement or makeover slash home makeover renovation um, then there's the business improvement. So this kind of also is like another subgenre off that, which is Kitchen Nightmares, Bar Rescue, Hotel Hell, um, which, oh my God, I've seen Kitchen Nightmares a couple times and it's just, it's like, ins- I mean, Gordon Ramsay, wow, he gets away with murder. <laughs> Let I, me tell you that he, guy. He, that one, he, I think like they really want him to be like 150 Oh, yeah. Because I watch him on on uh, Master Chef, and I'm like, oh, he's like so yeah. great. He's, he's kind of nice on the um, Next Level Chef, the ones I've seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, God, yeah, this Kitchen Nightmares. He's like, 
But I mean, these people are serving like, you know, chicken that's been sitting out all day. Or, you know, it's like, oh, God. Yeah, that's like Bar Rescue. I watch half of it just to see John Taffer yell at people because, like, (laughs) they are just like some person who was like a borderline alcoholic who thought it would be a good idea to open up. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, get your life together. You're about to lose your home. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's right. I've never seen that show, but I can imagine. I can imagine. It's great. And then, like, they usually end up, like, crying and hugging. But, like, he cares. He really does care. (laughs) Oh, oh my God. That's hilarious. Um, Okay. Then we have Social Experiment, which would be, like, Wife Swap, um, which a lot of these shows started on British television. And we stole them. Like, these Social Experiment, like, okay, what, what would happen if we put these people, like, in this specific situation on this social experiment kind of like well I don't know it it sounds like so bad but some of them I think a lot of the point of those kind of shows is like to realize like how good you might have it or like how thankful you are that you know your life turned out the way it did or you know kind of like self-reflection to a lot a lot of those shows for sure Um, those people usually end up taking away something kind of good also you know right right or they come up with like oh geez like I really liked how this family did this I want to implement that in my family when I go back to my family so um then there's hidden cameras which we all know you know candid camera was the pioneer for this format um but we have punked yes classic where's Ashton I say that like I don't know, weekly. Um, what would you do? That that's another good show, like a hidden camera, which uh, I'm always like, I hope I would do like the right thing. <laughs> I think I would. I don't know. <laughs> always looking for the camera. I mean, the things that happen when I just go to like the drugstore, I like look around. I'm like, is this am I being filmed? Like what is happening right now? <laughs> my hometown at this drugstore um okay so we have also supernatural and paranormal so do you remember the show on mtv it was called fear yes 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 i think that might have been on when we were in college uh yeah possibly probably. um and then they had the show scariest places on earth where they would just like have like us like we could be on the show and they'd be like okay, go, like, you need to, like, stay the night at the um, Winchester Mystery House, (laughs) like, and all the lights are off, and nobody else is there, and it's just, like, night vision cameras. Yep, it's, like, 90% night vision filming. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I loved those shows. Did you already do, like, dating? I mean, I I know Bachelor, but, like, Okay, so... Remembering, like you are like it's so funny because like you are like everything you say it's like the next thing oh, it's okay. so you're like the segue queen singled out and you and don't like, even know it it was like vh1 mtv like dating shows in the oh, were so good slash bad <laughs> oh my god singled out so good my husband and i were just talking about that i would like on the spring break like they'd always have like um jenny mccarthy like on the beach like it just Remember MTV Spring Break? I mean, that was like, that was reality television. That was insane. That made me think of like, oh my God, everyone in college is like in 
insane. Like, just absolutely unhinged. <laughs> oh, God. It made me never want to go to spring break. I'll tell you that much. Um, okay, so then the next major, you know, um, genre, according to the primetime Emmys, is reality competition or game shows. So this is obviously shows of voting and or judges. So first one is the dating-based competition. So that would be, you know, Singled Out, The Bachelor, Flavor of Love. Uh, Flavor of Love. Flavor of Love, yeah. (laughs) Remember him. Uh, With Brigitte. Him and Brigitte. I Love New York, remember? The spin-off. Pumpkin. Yes, pumpkin. Yeah, all of them. Info. Okay, now that was some reality gold when mm-hmm. pumpkin spit in New York's face and like yeah. it's like Vanderpump. Who? What? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That well, that's those were the kind of shows I started like thinking about. Like, oh yeah, but then there was like Flavor of Love and um, what was the one with um, what's his name with the bandana? Oh, Brett Michaels. Yes, uh, Brett Michaels. The Rock of Love, I think. Yes, Rock of Love. Yes, yes. I mean, oh my God, those were the days. Those were the days. Um, then there's oh, I, another one that I know you loved, job search shows. So this is like, includes ANTM, America's mm-hmm. Next Top Model. Yes. We loved that show. Yeah. We loved that. I mean, we watched that show from the beginning. Um, the Apprentice. Boo, Top Chef, RuPaul's Drag Race, So You Think You Can Dance. So these are like basically people who are in the industry. So you're an entrepreneur, so you go on The Apprentice. You're a chef, so you go on Top Chef. You're a drag, I don't know the politically correct term. Um, You go on RuPaul's Drag Race, drag performer, thank you. I, I was like, I don't know another word. So, um, so you think you can dance, you're a dancer. Like you're not just like a random person who's going on. So you think you can dance. Like you are, have been dancing your whole life. So, um, but then they have like dancing with the stars, which right. is like this or a celebrity apprentice. So there are different, you know, same format, but with celebrities under this job search category. Right. And I um, also, like whenever I find out that, like, okay, like, so Dancing with the Stars, my favorite Peloton instructor, Cody Rigsby, was a participant yeah. last year. But, like, Cody Rigsby used to be an actual dancer. Like, you know, so I'm like, is that? Well, yes. Yes. It, it's like, it? remember the show, um, the ice skating that we were talking about, the celebrity ice skating mm-hmm. show or whatever? It's like, you can't have someone who competed like who was an actual ice skater growing up or a hockey player, like somebody who's, who's familiar with being on ice skates with a random person. And that's the same thing with the dancing. Like these people are used to be like semi-professional dancers going against like NFL retired NFL players. Like that's exactly. not even. Yeah. Not no, my on this international real world, road rules challenge thing there's like a three-time like olympic swimmer cha- gold medalist <laughs> and i was like how is that fair <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's why i think that's why i stopped watching like things like dancing with stars because i'm like you know who's gonna win on the first episode right. <laughs> like you know they, they might have like a fan favorite go 
further maybe than they should, but they're not going to win. I don't know. Right. Those shows like annoy me. Um, okay. So then we have um, different contestants per episode sh- competition shows, which would be like Iron Chef. Um, so it's kind of like a weekly or each episode there's different contestants. So it's not like you start off with a group of contestants and then go the whole competition and then you have one winner at the end. It's like a new person competes each episode. Like you get new, new people Mm -hmm. per episode. Um, There's immunity competition shows, which would be Survivor, which has too many rules for me. And I can't, I just like can't with Survivor. Um, I've seen a few seasons. Maybe my mom used to be into it. Uh, Yeah, I watched the first couple, maybe four seasons or so, but um yeah no and I I never really watched Amazing Race or like that either yeah I watched a I found Amazing Race to be better than Survivor because at least they were in like new cool places like all over the world Mm -hmm. um but okay then we have sport competition shows which would include like American Ninja Warrior Tough Enough um you know were there actual athletes competing in in like sport competitions and then last but not least there's parodies and hoaxes competition shows um parody and hoaxes okay yeah so there's this show this is one of the british ones so there was a show called i wanna marry harry (laughs) and they got these people who are on you know it's like a i guess like a bachelor type show or whatever and these these women would compete to win to marry harry mm-hmm. well this guy was just the lookalike of harry it wasn't really prince harry which duh of course like, not yeah obviously but like these women like legit thought they were competing to marry oh, harry um yeah and then there's this show called Nathan for You with Nathan Fielder. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I like, love him. <laughs> Actually insane. Um, but that that show, if you haven't seen Nathan for You, it's just like so ridiculous. Um, but it's just like he he makes situations that are not. It's kind of like a candid camera type you know, you put real people in these like weird situations and see. Yeah. Like how that they act. Tim Robinson show. I can't remember what it's called, but it's kind of like that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's on Netflix. I think too. It's It's like, yeah, hilarious and weird, but. <laughs> I, I, I mean, there are so many freaking reality shows. I can't, I have like a headache from going through all of, and, and I only mentioned like a couple of each subgenre. And like I said, a lot of them overlap, um, could be considered the housewives in and of itself can go in multiple different categories. Oh yeah. Um, so many of the, and then, and then like, we didn't even, you didn't even touch on like spinoffs, you know, like so many oh. of those characters now have their own, you know, reality shows. Like I'm trying, yep. I can't remember the name of the show, but like the surgeons, um, who are the husbands from different reality, uh, um, Real Housewives wives, you know, 
Uh, like terrible. oh my god yes I and, know what you're talking about yes yeah they're they're like just teamed up to have their own like plastic surgery show you know <laughs> oh my god yes yeah yeah it's all it's all reality it's all reality but not like it's crazy and the weird thing is like a lot of people will say they watch reality shows to like just escape or like just as like a dumb thing to watch that you don't have to like think about you know it's just kind of like passive watching type situation but it's like people trying to get out of their reality mm-hmm. to watch these shows but it's like supposed to be reality I don't know yeah it's it's weird um there's all sorts like, of I like have time to like watch more than like maybe one or two things a night like <laughs> Yeah, I know. At this point, I mean, it's it's obviously so oversaturated. I mean, clearly, um, it's insane. And obviously, reality TV, in general, is highly criticized um, due to the claims that the genre frequently includes elements of premeditated scripting, acting, misleading edits, behind-the-scenes producer interference to create situations to make a scene more dramatic. And it's been referred to as, quote, scripting without paper. So... And also, I mean, like one of the reasons the re- real world started is because it was cheaper to hire real people yes. than actors and actresses. Paid so, actors. So, yeah. This is like a budget thing, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then I think once people saw how like popular you could become after being on the show, it was like, oh, sure. Yeah. I'll go be on this show. Yeah. Because then afterwards you get the payoff kind of thing, um, which could be an extremely toxic like situation for a lot of people. Um, proven to do that. Like, I mean, I always say, don't ever renew your vows on reality TV because you're going to get divorced. It's like yeah. a formula. The for death. Yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. Yeah. So with the criticism, so I mean, basically the way I see it is that they're producing a show that's more compelling to the audience. Obviously, duh. Like, that's what, like, producers gonna produce. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, people, they're not acting, right? You know, they're not pretending to be someone they're not. This is and the actual real person. Like you said, you can go and then follow them on social media or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and like, who knows what these producers could be telling the people, like, behind the scene, too. Like, if they're like, oh, there's nothing really like, going on at this like dinner we're filming, like pull someone to the side, like pull Teresa to the side and tell her like so-and-so has been talking shit about her. And then, oh, she comes back in just like flipping tables. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, let's get get something going. Obviously, they're going to create as much drama as they can. Um, so, you know, every reality show has been accused of using some sort of deceptive practice I mean let's face it well and then also, uh, like the stars of reality love to blame that also like yes. well, it's the editing yes it was producers you know it's 40 hours of footage cut down to like one hour you know and it's like uh-huh it, so it's also kind of become their like you know a uh, way to deflect their own yes a hundred percent and if you watch bachelor I mean it's like any of the quote unquote villains will blame editing you know, because they didn't like how they came across. But it's like, right. if 
every scene you're in, you're doing something like absolutely awful. There's only so much editing they can do. Like you're doing these things. <laughs> like they're not CGIing things We're in these scenes. Who are on camera doing these things? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's just, it's crazy. I would never be on a reality TV show unless they paid me like $5 million. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm just going to go over the political and cultural impact a little bit. So there has been some crazy political impacts on reality TV at a global level and in some author, oh no, authoritarian, yeah, authoritarian, yeah. oh no, I can't read anymore, countries. Um, reality TV voting has provided the first opportunity for many citizens to vote in um, a free and fair wide scale election. So like, oh God, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, Bad. not every country is like a democracy and you can vote on things, even though like <sighs> this government is like a reality show. But anyway, um, I digress. So some shows um, also pre present situations that are often taboo in certain conservative cultures. So some examples are the show called Star Academy Arab World, which began in 20, uh, 2003. And it showed male and female contestants living together, oh. which is like usually not accepted. Right. And that show was like, I mean, I think there was like protests about that show to get yeah, like, get it, I mean, like yeah. off there. They're pushing the boundaries, you know, of these, mm -hmm. you know, social um, kind of norms that, you know, might be really archaic too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of what real world did at the beginning, if you think about it, which yeah, we'll get into. Um, so then there's this case of this Chinese singing competition called Supergirl and the 2005 finale drew in about 400 million viewers. Yeah. Yeah. And the state run paper named Beijing today had a headline that said, which was like on the front page is Supergirl a force for democracy. So they're like criticizing the show. So the show was banned by the government who said, that the show was too democratic in nature and its success and its excessive vulgarity. So the show ended up being reintroduced in 2009, but then banned again in 2011 because of criticism by non-government commentators saying that it created seemingly impossible ideals that may be harmful to Chinese youth. Oh, okay. Interesting. Banned, brought yeah. back, banned again. <laughs> yeah. Like banned by the government but then brought back, but then banned by, like, seemingly non-government well, people. And interesting that it was banned because it was too democratic in nature. Like, I've never heard yeah. that being a bad well, thing. Yeah, they're, they're like, oh, you're thing, voting? And, yeah. and they were, like, voting. So it was like, oh, we don't want people to get too crazy thinking they can vote for things. Like, <laughs> the idea of democracy. Ooh. Um. And in Indonesia, there's a show called If I Were, and it follows young middle class people as they are temporarily placed into lower class life. And they learn to, yeah, they learn to appreciate their circumstances back home. So I feel like that could be, yeah, know, 
that's probably the um, outcome that the simple life should have had, but didn't. So. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I know. Oh God. What a show. Um, and then reality TV has been criticized in, you know, different publications such as like the New York times saying that it's, you know, normalizing surveillance in participatory monitoring. So there was this thing, you know, in the, around probably 2010 ish that, okay, so now we're just like, everybody's going to be on a reality TV show and there's going to be cameras everywhere following your every move. And like, that's just going to be the new norm type of thing. So people with fears of like that being the new norm. I mean, but like Uh, many countries already have CCTV like everywhere, you know, too. Like it's good and bad. I watch a lot of British crime shows. That's how they catch a lot of people. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's the thing. There's, there are pros and cons of it. So if you're okay with the pros, I guess you have to be okay with the cons too. But that's like also public spaces, which, you know, is different. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Then like, oh, I have my iPad open right now. Is somebody accessing my camera and like watching me just like in my bedroom? Possibly. That's not cool. cool. (laughs) Yeah, could be. Um, Okay. And then there's the idea of instant celebrity, which is like I kind of talked about before, you know, people thinking, okay, if I'm on the show, I'll become famous. Um, So the potential to turn participants into celebrities, at least for a short period, and in rare cases, long term. So think like Lauren Conrad, Bethany Frankel, who we talked about last week. Um, All of them. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and like, you know, you could also become president of the United States of America if you're on a reality show with no prior political platform ever in your life (laughs) oh my god I mean it's so I mean as much as I hate Donald Trump like that is like a kind of a genius move because you've got like this following already this built-in following that you're like okay why not run for the most you know powerful position in the world because I already have a following and I'll just tell them to vote people love voting (laughs) you know (laughs) because well get this get this because he's not the first apprentice host to become a politician. So this, this is not. So the person who hosted the Georgian, like as in Georgia, the country version of the apprentice was appointed the prime minister of Georgia from 2007 to 2008. Yeah. Why not? The, the Finnish host was a member of the parliament in Finland from 2009 to 2013. And I mean, I don't know about these people, like if they're Trumpian type characters, I have no idea. Um, But I'm like, hmm, he could have got the idea from these people because they were former hosts of The Apprentice. And I don't know if Zelensky, you know, in Ukraine was reality, but he was an actor and comedian before. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, true. So true. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know, like, the backgrounds of feel Like, maybe they were into politics also before. I, I don't know. So, and then the host of season seven and eight of The Brazilian Apprentice uh, was mayor of Sao Paulo. Is that how you say it? Sao Paulo. Brazil? Sao Paulo. I don't know. I never know how to say it. Like, if I just said it, I could say it. But if I'm looking at it, 
I like can't say it right. <laughs> but he was mayor from 2017 to 2018, and then he served as governor from 2018 to 2022. Oh my god! So that's just like the apprentice area of like politicians and then non-apprentice related Sean Duffy who you might remember from the real world Boston was a U.S. representative from 2010 to 2019 so he had like oh that's pretty long a nice long stretch yeah I believe he was like a Republican um representative interesting somewhere like in the Midwest or something if I remember correctly um so yeah I mean reality tv touches far and wide every corner of the earth and every you know every job every genre I mean it's it's everywhere everywhere now and I was just Um, like of the social political impacts you know we talked a little bit about um making the band and and Puff Daddy P Diddy you know back in the mm -hmm. day he also kind of used that fame and platform to do the vote or die campaign um which yep. was all like aimed at getting young people to vote you know which is good yep. you know but like I think that was like a springboard of like the following from making the band right yeah which yeah you can use this popularity and this widespread but I mean now at this point it's like <sighs> reality tv is just so oversaturated it's everywhere I mean and then all these subgenres. it's just it's at this point, I think it's we're nearing the end. Either everything's going to be now considered under reality TV, or it's just going to have to. And I, I don't know. I I don't know. It seems like the the dating reality dating shows are becoming maybe more popular. I don't know. It's like there's so many genres, <laughs> but they have to keep evolving too. So. I don't know. As long as people are watching, they're going to continue, you know? And then, I, but I do think it's interesting now, the society we live in. So, like, I mentioned last time that New York City was, like, getting, um, Real Housewives in New York City was getting all new cast this year because, like, I think there had been some, like, problematic things, like, either on social media or on um, the show that some of the former cast members had done, you know, and, and, mm. and so it's just, like, they're, the producers and creators are being forced to kind of reckon with, like, who they're putting on their shows, and if they're not, like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, you mean, like, actual background checks? Well, the crazy thing is, this is, thank you for reminding me, because I did want to bring this up, that, so, with this whole, like, Vanderpump thing, So the current season that's out now was filmed around seven months ago, which is when this affair started. But we have social media and then watch what happens live. Like that's all current. Mm -hmm. But then the show is from seven months ago, which used to be like the norm. But Love Island is literally filmed. And then like the next day, it's on TV. Like they're watching almost in real time and that's what's the, happening. The issue I had with like the Kardashians, this new one, because it was the same yeah. thing. So this year, the second season, they had to reckon with the Tristan Thompson affair, even though the show was the season was already filmed before that came out. So like right, it was, which makes them have to be weird on social media too. Like they have to kind of tread 
what can we put on social media that won't ruin the show? But then we don't want to act like we're not addressing something. So there's this whole thing now, I think, with like how much social media plays a role in everybody's life with the popularity of reality television. Yeah, and like you were saying, just kids, kids, (laughs) teens, whatever the youth, um, they like are into TikTok and very, very short form content, you know, like people aren't watching even 30 minutes of TV anymore. So no, could you imagine a kid these days, like sitting down watching a whole episode of the Kardashians? Nothing happens. Well, they and sit around in their huge houses and work out and chase their kid around or something like it's so stupid. What's right. the point? You've just wasted an hour of your life. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like most young people today don't even have TVs like they're watching on their laptops or phones or whatever so like you know (laughs) it's gonna be really interesting to see like not I mean that like people like your kids generation and what reality TV is gonna turn into for them you know I know it'll be it'll be interesting so then there there was just one last thing I wanted to kind of touch upon which you know whether you think of reality tv as trash or not there's one story that came out of early reality tv days that was very powerful and amber v actually suggested we cover this person and i always do think back to this person as like one of the pioneers of reality television um and that's the story of pedro zamora Mm-hmm. And he was from the real world San Francisco. So, which I watched. I don't, I don't, I forgot to look like what year this came out, but like I was in like fourth grade or something watching, <laughs> watching this. And he was one of the first openly gay men with AIDS to be portrayed in popular media. And I remember that being like a big deal because, you know, y- people thought like, oh, you can't even like breathe the same air as somebody with AIDS or you're like die. And it was like that whole air was like, Princess Diana, like actually going to like an AIDS ward and like, you know, shaking people's hands um, mm-hmm. that were HIV positive or had AIDS. And um, thankfully, I grew up in a place and with parents who were like, you know, knew the truth about like, they weren't like, oh my God, this is like so like hysterical about things. Like, I, I think you know, I was lucky to grow up in more of a liberal, like, okay, this is like, scientifically, this is what's happening. I'm like, this is the truth, quote, unquote, you know, but I remember, like, in elementary school, just a lot of education around AIDS, like just yes. in schools and in like health class. Yeah, I, I think in most of the country, though, they did not have that. I yeah. think we were lucky. We had like, you know, where um, the red ribbon days and like awareness and mm-hmm. like, all that um but like it really was all about breaking the stigma um you know uh, along the lines probably like around the same time as like Pedro was um my so-called life and they had one of the first openly gay characters on that show yes yes that's true too Mm -hmm. oh my god I can't even imagine these these like crazy Karens in that day of like can you think what year did I like I can't remember what you, maybe you didn't say the year for the real world San Francisco, like to go from that to now RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) I know. A short amount of time is like. Well, except also, but also if you look at what's also in the headlines now is like all these politicians proposing, you know, we ban um, 
drag brunches and yeah I, I mean yeah don't get me started either uh I mean it, it's such it just shows how polarized like people are in their thinking they're scared and they are afraid of losing white male hetero control (laughs) i know it's 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 actually like disturbing like at first it's like so stupid like oh so you know hypocrites and you know these people they're just horrible they're just horrible um okay so real world san francisco actually yeah original release june 30th to november 10th 1984 yeah I would have been in like third or fourth grade watching MTV and watching real world third or fourth grade, like my daughter's age. Oh my God. I couldn't even imagine her. What she would never, she, she could never. Oh my God. Um, but so, okay. So Pedro Zamora, he brought international attention to HIV AIDS and LGBTQ issues and prejudices. Um, and his romantic relationship with Sean Sasser, was also documented on the show and the broadcast of their commitment ceremony in 1994 was the first same-sex ceremony in TV history. So he was really like, I remember like vividly being like, okay, this man has AIDS and he's like living his life. And it was just such like a positive spin on, but also real you know, because he passed away mm-hmm. in, I believe, in 1994. So that same year. Season, but not long after. Yeah. Right. Pedro Zamora, I'm just going to look it up right now. So we have. So he but, died November 11th, 1994. So right around the time when this stopped airing, he he passed away. So not long after filming, I mean, I don't know what the turnaround rate was back then for filming these shows. Um, But yeah, so it was kind of like a, wow, we just watched this whole, you know, real world season with this guy who had AIDS and he passed away from it. And it it was like, I I remember people like crying and yeah, I was gonna say like, because of like him being on that show and the popularity of the show, like his death made like international news. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, and bravo to MTV for, Mm -hmm. you know, including him in the first cast because, you know, back in that day, they, they really were like trying new things and like didn't care and they were like doing new new things where now they're just like let's do the real world road rules 800th iteration (laughs) like come up with something new (laughs) yeah I mean like Percy was like what was so great about those shows in a lot Mm. of ways you know like I mean I don't think it's controversial to have someone with AIDS on the show but at the time it you know really was for a lot of people so well they they would have like every person on that show like different backgrounds different religious views different this different that so they would have conflicts and they like they have that southern guy you know who was like backwoods southern with living with like city people you know like who would just completely different life experiences just fully and that was the interesting part of it now it's like 
they they'll have on the bachelor they like you're supposed to be get engaged to this person and they don't even have any chats that they show about what's your political views what's your view on this what's your stance on this nothing they could like that's what that show needs because that's another show that everybody's like okay i mean come on what are we doing here like this needs to switch up like like we know that that's why some of these people ended up breaking up like if they did the um you know they go to like the fantasy suite and they get to like be together all evening and have private conversations but that's when they have all these real conversations that they're not filming. But like, that's what everybody now like wants to see kind of like, okay, how do people with two different backgrounds or two different views on something? Can they like, can love conquer that and you figure out a way or is it like a, no, that's a, a done deal, you know? Well, I think that's why, like, Love is Blind got popular because, like, you weren't, they were having these conversations without seeing each other. And then you do go home and meet the families, right? Yeah, and they do have the conversations, too, Mm -hmm. in the pods of, yeah, like, okay, what's your view on, like, abortion? Like, there was, in the last season, one of the contestants was, like, um, I, you know, I had an abortion, I was in this situation blah, blah, blah. and she was like super open about it and he was he, he and his family were like completely against and of course you know it was filmed in texas like all the people were in texas so of course you're going to have the differing views on that and that's a whole you know hot button issue of the moment but it was at least like interesting to see how you know how you can have a conversation about it and when well, I that, think also, yeah they're like picking these places right so it's not always in Texas like I think the first year was no. like Chicago or something so mm-hmm. like probably like what is happening in the social landscape of the country yep. state of whatever you know and like let's totally. see how the people play out yeah yeah it's it's an interesting twist on it because it, it's like we do have to like let's go what are we doing because it's people like pedro who did make you know a difference probably in a lot of people's lives at that time and still i mean i remember him Mm -hmm. and and you know so i did want to just include his story but that is that's the main history i mean jesus (laughs) my my jaw hurts from talking well yeah no i mean there's you're so right. There are people who have really changed the social political landscape because of they've shared their stories and their lives on reality TV. And then there are people who have used reality TV for power and corruption. And, you know, like, it's just like, in in a way, it's like such a mirror to, you know, like of reflecting like who these people really are to mm-hmm. the great um, and good or bad. Like, I mean, we've said that every episode, love them or hate them, good or bad. You know, like that's why we watch, like because reality TV is like so polarizing. So it's true. Yeah. So we'll see where where reality TV goes next. But um, they're always figuring something else out. But yeah, we gotta get we gotta get the turnaround time here a little sooner if they want to stay up to speed with social media. That's that's what I think. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Where are they now? Netflix. (laughs) I I really think that's a great idea. I mean, we love all those nostalgic. Mm -hmm. I mean, that Pamela Anderson documentary that came, I mean, amazing. So many things that you, you don't think about it for a long time. And then you're like, oh my God, this is like so nostalgic, but also so interesting. And like, wow. Excellent idea. Voice to these people who back in the day, like Mm -hmm. Pamela Anderson, didn't have a voice really, you know, or were super scripted or produced or whatever, who can now look back and be like, no, that's not really how I felt. And, you know, I'm going to tell my story now. So. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay. So um, we'll surprise you next week with what we're covering because we don't know yet. So again, if you want to give us an idea. Yeah. Hop on over to Instagram at famous Kate and Liz Kate with C. So we will see you guys next. It's been real. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, reality. Gosh, this was a fun one. Yep. We love you guys. And we'll be back next week. Bye.